Welcome to PantherCast, the official podcast of TMI Episcopal, where we share stories from our alumni, updates about the school, and help you reconnect and discover what the TMI community is all about. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Director of Community Relations, and I'm here today with Father Scott, who's back for PadreCast number two to bring you the highlights and news of our TMI community. Welcome, Father Scott. It's great to have you back for another episode. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks for having me back. Really uh, appreciate you um, inviting me, and I really enjoyed listening to Mr. Friedrich last week mm -hmm. and uh, like these PantherCasts and excited to be a part of them. I think we have a lot of good things ahead. So it's hard to believe that it's already been two weeks since we were last sitting here. It feels like we, it was just yesterday, so time has definitely been flying by. We have had a busy, fast, and energetic start to the school year. So let's go ahead and rewind. Let's go back a week. And why don't you start by talking about our back-to-school breakfast and convocation day? That was only a week ago. <laughs> I know. It already feels like we've been here for months. <laughs> well, it was a great start to the year. I really enjoyed having all of our families dropping off. I'd like to go to the flagpole and welcome mm -hmm. families as often as I can. And that morning, I was able to do so. So just seeing smiling faces and parents dropping off their children and uh, seniors and juniors driving on campus, greeting them, having breakfast with them in the cafeteria, I mean in the gymnasium, excuse me, mm -hmm. and then walking over to the chapel for convocation day. I love starting that way with the um, faculty processing in and their order of their tenure, honoring them and introducing our faculty and staff to the entire community, sharing a little bit about um, the vision for the year, setting the theme of mm -hmm. respect mm -hmm. in chapel officially and launching the school year. Um, had some fun announcements to make to our student body in the midst of that before going into our, our greeting, our tradition of shaking hands with every single student. So it was a wonderful start to the year. It was, and I want to give a big shout out and a thank you to our family association for hosting that back to school breakfast that they did. And they were so gracious and welcoming. They were on hand. You probably saw them in their bright orange shirts, just ready to answer all the questions. So they did a wonderful job. They're under strong leadership of Kristen Jackson. She does a great job in that and really thrilled uh, with the Parent Association and all they do to make our community even greater. And certainly breakfast that day and their helping hand was a big part of making our new families feel welcomed on Convocation Day. They are. So right after that uh, Convocation Day, our class retreats pretty much got underway right the very next day for the seniors at least but tell me about the senior retreat you spent the night at mo ranch helping to chaperone there how was that it was such a great experience i'm really glad i was invited and look forward to doing that every year with our seniors being able to move off campus just like our faculty were able to do at camp capers and get away truly retreat doing that with our senior class was a great way to start the year um, giving them that privilege of a spend-the-night overnight retreat. We went to Mo Ranch with our seniors uh, past Kerrville in the Texas Hill Country. We got away for some fun and fellowship, some ropes course where we did things like um, rock wall climbing and jumping off of big poles while harnessed into <laughs> various things, which I love to do. And so that was fun to do with our seniors. And then to play in the river, to kayak, to just be able to relax and retreat and then wrap all of that up at the end of the evening at that retreat with the working on the Senior Covenant, which has become a yearly tradition. Father Nate Bostain does a great job of walking with our seniors through what they want 
um, to commit to in this their senior year. They are the leaders, and every student um, on our campus thinks about the day that they get to be the senior, mm-hmm. and um, and lo and behold, for this year's senior class, here they are. So Father Nate does a great job of asking them what they want their senior year to look like, what, what leadership do they want to bring, and it's not what's expected. It's not what they expect. It's what they want to give into it. So it's just like the theme of respect. It's not about what the seniors feel entitled to in their senior year. It's about what do they want to participate in? What do they want to give back? What stake do they want to put on the ground as a leader on this campus? And so Nate asked them to reflect on things that they're committed to. What covenants do they want to make? And all of that uh, after the evening gets put together by Nate. He listens to all of their ideas. We went through a, an intentional process of that, and then Nate, Father Nate takes those ideas and puts them into a prayer called the Senior Covenant, and we will pray that prayer periodically throughout the year, which will really be the senior's um, gift back to the community to share with us what it is they're committing to through their covenant for the 1819 school year. One of the things I think that's so neat about that is you can really see the personality of the whole class come through in it, and it's just fun to see them recite it and to say it and just hear everything that comes out and and what they're believing in and focusing on for the year. And there's some key phrases that they write um, in that covenant. We prayed that covenant in chapel on Monday of this week, and when some of those fun phrases come out, um, they chuckle and laugh. And I think that's great because not only does it um, is it their phrase or their um, work that they're reading before the whole school? But I really think praying that covenant brings them back to that place at Mo Ranch, the memory of that time together, and really helps them connect back to something that was really about empowering them, fellowship with their classmates. And so going back to the memory of Mo Ranch on a random Tuesday that they may be thinking that they're in the the you know the doldrum of another day is a good thing. Well, that wrapped up the covenant, the retreats, that wrapped up that first week which flew by and then this week has actually been flying by as well. So, but one of the big exciting things I know especially for you at the start of this week we opened up Cafe 18 officially on Monday. So, I'm guessing that you've spent a little time down there, Father Scott, already. I have had to replenish my account already (laughs) once. Um, Now, in full disclosure, we've uh, had some students that were struggling with uh, figuring out their PIN system and trying to um, call their parents and blame them for not putting (laughs) money on their account. And I actually, um, so most of my uh, most of my funds on my account went to help students that gave me puppy dog eyes and uh, uh, helped them get a smoothie or. So there's the secret puppy snack. dog eyes. That's right, that's <laughs> right. Just find Father Scott and he'll buy your snacks down there. <laughs> no, but I think it's going really well. I enjoy going by there at various times during the day, um, and visiting with seniors during the school day. Um, it's reserved for seniors who have a study hall. And so seeing a group of seniors in there with their laptops open, having a cup of coffee, working quietly, it's a great uh, community place for um, our students. And then during lunchtime or flex time, other groups of high school students are in there, and then both before and after school. I just walked past it a few minutes ago, and there's a plethora of middle school students Mm -hmm. in there enjoying a snack, a healthier snack option, and really smiling and having a good time. So it's become uh, a community space, which was my hope and dream for it would be that it would be a place where students felt safe to come together and um, and just be together in community, and it's certainly living up to that hope that I had for it. 
Well, and one thing I want to mention, just in case anybody is having trouble getting into their accounts or setting up their accounts. So last Thursday, all of our families should have received an email from the support group at mykidsspending.com. So check your email for Thursday. If you don't think you got it, check your spam box or look in your email. It would have come on Thursday afternoon. So if you got that email, if you click a link in there to request your temporary password, that password actually activates your account. And then you can get in and add the funds to it so that your students can make purchases. In that same email, there would have also been an attachment that would have been your first statement, which would have had $0 on it. But that statement, if you open it up in the top kind of right-hand corner is where you would found your pin for your students so that they can make purchases. Now, if you did not get the email, you can't find it, you're still not able to log in, please reach out to us, reach out to the technology department, uh, reach out to me. We will help you navigate that and we'll make sure you can get into your account so that you can be part of that community space as well. And if all else fails, just do puppy dog guys to Father Scott and he'll (laughs) buy you a cup of coffee. We'll see how long that that works. We should do something, <laughs> Stephanie. We should just to test the audience of the podcast. Like if you come to Father Scott with the secret word of Padre Cast, I, I like will buy it. you a cup of coffee. So there's like there's it. the test for the audience. Say Padre Cast to me while on campus, and I will buy you a cup of coffee. Padre Cast coffee. Padre that Cast we... coffee, and I will know that you <laughs> listened, and thus I will buy you your choice of one item in the cafe. Does that mean we have to up the bar every uh, week we do this? <laughs> this is a this is only for a limited time offer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, one of the the biggest highlights that I think a lot of us in the community have been looking forward to. I know I was really looking forward to it, but was the visit by our guest author Sandra Uiringiman. She taught me how to say it, so I think I I said it correctly, but. She was the author of How Dare the Sun Rise, which was the book we chose for Community Reads this year. She came out today, and which is as of the recording of this, she came out today. We'll actually air this tomorrow, but we were really fortunate to have her speak to the entire student body in chapel, and then she was able to visit a few classes for some smaller groups. But Father Scott, what did it mean to you to have her here to visit and be able to share her story? The book is powerful and really speaks for itself. All of our upper school students and faculty read it. Um, Some middle school families chose to do so as well. And um, if you're not familiar with the story, she is very transparent and vulnerable about her own story of moving to America and and surviving life as a refugee uh, in uh, in the Congo, from the Congo, where she's Congolese. So her mere presence on this campus, she's so um, joyful. She's smiling. She's... um, courageous. She's brave. I'm convinced that she could have stood up in front of chapel and said the ABCs and it would have been well received because she's just a powerful presence by the way she holds herself. She survived things that none of us even can fathom surviving. Um, She witnessed things that we could only see on TV and yet she came through them um, with a smile on her face knowing that um, she's got a story to tell and she does it with grace and integrity. So her mere presence was powerful. And then she said some really things, some amazing things to our community that I was really blown away by. Um, one of the things she talked about that was very powerful to me is she talked about her identity. And um, moving to America was the first time she ever questioned her identity. Growing up in the Congo, she she knew who she was. She knew um, who she wanted to be. She Her identity was pretty validated. And then coming to America 
and uh, being asked by people things like, what does it feel like to be a black woman? And she said, I never knew I was black until I moved to America and asked that question. And I had to figure out what that means uh, in the context that that means. And it just really hit home with me about how often in our lives we um, put someone in a box or we put someone in a, in a class and how we expect people to act in a certain way. And, um, and she really challenged us to, to think about what it would like to just be human, to just be mm-hmm. another human being. And, and in the year that we're called to respect the dignity of every human being, what a great gift mm-hmm. to have her remind us that it is not the color of our skin or the country that we were born in or our gender or anything else that makes us, um, that we have in common. It's the fact that we're human beings with a story to tell. And if we just respect that, I think that's the beginning of some really powerful work. My favorite story, <clears throat> excuse me, from this morning, mm-hmm. it was a parent told me that her son read the book this summer and was blown away by the book. I mean, really blown away by the book. Couldn't stop talking about the book, was thrilled about the book, came to school this week on Monday in an English class talking about the book because <laughs> it was the summer reading. And in conversation about the book, the teacher in the class said, well, it'll be fun on Wednesday when she's here to visit with her. And this student, who was already a huge fan of the book, was unaware that she was coming here, <laughs> um, missed that memo, and the student was like, wait a minute, she's coming to our campus? And so to see that student um, get to meet her, and and to tell you the truth, there, we allowed the students to just share a story with her or uh, share a que- ask her a question after chapel, and the line to just visit with her and take a picture and get her autograph and, and share what her story meant to our students. That was the longest line I've ever seen in chapel. Mm-hmm. And, and I stood there um, throughout that whole line. And I can tell you that none of those students were standing in line to get out of the next period class. Mm-hmm. Every one of those students was standing there because they genuinely had something to share with her about how her story touched them. We had students that were very emotional. We had students that were um, couldn't wait to get up and share with Sandra how her story touched their story. And to see our students connect with her in that way was was great. I, I love the Community Read projects Project. I can't wait to do it again next year. And I'm grateful to Lynn Latta and her entire team that really worked hard to make this a wonderful experience for our community. And Sandra's visit today was unbelievably powerful to me, and I know to so many. It was. It was a great visit. And I was really impressed, too, at just the number, as you said, the number of students that were moved by her book and were able to visit with her and meet with her. And the the other thing I think which was so great about her talk was she focused on the now, her life now and moving forward. So even though she had such a horrific event happen and very traumatizing event, she's able to look forward and to go forward. It was very, very, very well said, Stephanie. She, she inspired us to look forward and not look back, um, that we're not our past we're really our present and our future. And she, she did a great job of challenging us to live into a community that respects the dignity of every human being. And, and she did that very, very well. She did. What a great way to start off the year. So now that we're back into the full swing of things and school is well underway, we, uh, there are two new initiatives starting this year in the middle school that I wanted us to point out and kind of tell our families about. But they started this week with a Meditation Monday And they do that every week. And then Fridays, they're going to be introducing a Forum Friday. So can you tell me a little bit, Father Scott, what those are and how how those activities are benefiting and focusing our middle school students? 
Of course. So our middle school students um, are under the leadership of Ms. Victoria Banks and Mr. Troy Eason, our dean of students and our head of the middle school, respectively, going backwards. Uh, Lisa Condry is our school counselor, and she has led Meditation Mondays, will lead Meditation Mondays for our middle school. So it's the last 10 to 15 minutes um, of flex time after lunch, after recess. The entire middle school comes into the chapel to just slow down, a wellness check an anxiety de-stressor where they'll um, breathe and talk about um, being present. And I really believe that if we can teach our middle school students how to how to meditate and be still and, and be non-anxious when the stakes are low, then they can pull on that memory when the stakes are high, when the test comes, when um, life gets stressful. And so we have to teach those good habits um, in when the stakes are low so that we have those to draw on when the stakes are high. So Meditation Monday was a great start on Monday. I got a lot of good feedback from our middle schoolers who uh, did a great job of just being present in that moment. And Lisa Condry did a wonderful job of just teaching them some breathing methods and other ways to help them be present um, in a life that for, if for the rest of their life will be full of opportunities to choose stress, what would it look like to choose being still and having some tools to help in those stressful situations? The Forum Friday, can you talk a little bit about what they're doing there? Sure. The Forum Fridays are under the leadership of the Student Council of the Middle School. Uh, Mr. Troy Eason is, will take the lead. He's the Dean of Students for the Middle School. He'll take the lead on most of those. For the Forum uh, Fridays, it's really an opportunity to give the middle school a greater voice. And so the Student Council will do most of the leading of that. Mr. Eason will be present um, along with the rest of the middle school leadership. But it's really a chance for the students to be able to talk about things that are passionate about for them. And so it gives the middle school student a, a voice to the administration and it strengthens the middle school overall, letting them talk about things that matter to them and then offer those back up to the administration, various um, voices in the room that are all middle school leadership is a great way to empower them. Those are gonna be some great programs coming. And speaking of things that are important to them and talking about kind of makes me jump ahead to the upper school of our senior chapel talks of having our seniors share stories of what's important to them and and their inspiration. So our senior chapel talks are going to be starting next week and Cadet Battalion Commander Hassan Isan is going to be kicking everything off on September 4th. He'll be the first, first chapel talk out of the gate. And can you talk about how important these are talks are for our students as a culminating project that brings together their writing and storytelling and just their public speaking skills? I can tell you there's a lot of nervous seniors right now because they <laughs> just were told their date for their senior chapel talk for this year. And so now they now it's moved from being theoretical to being real. They know the date that they're being that they'll be delivering their chapel talk. I really love the tradition of chapel talks. It's a tradition that's been around for quite some time at TMI. Um, and every senior has their opportunity to share their story. Um, about half of the chapels that we attend over the course of the entire year, the message that day will be given to us by a senior. So imagine the entire student body is looking up again to that leadership position that is the senior and hearing their culminating story of something that impacted them 
and there are as many different chapel talks as there are seniors. So mm-hmm. some of them are, um, they're all quite diverse from funny to serious to um, inspirational, a variety of chapel talks for a variety of different seniors. I also get the privilege of coaching some of those seniors. There's a group of faculty and staff on campus that serve as a chapel talk coach, and I really enjoy that. And so I'll have a few handful of seniors myself that I'll get to work with, and I've already read some of their chapel talks, and it's a great, uh, great program. I'm really looking forward to it. It's a tradition also that the battalion commander is the the leadoff batter mm-hmm. of the senior chapel talk, and then the senior class president is the cleanup hitter in the mm-hmm. end, at the end of the year in April. And so Hassan, our BC, our battalion commander, will lead us off next week, and I know he's anxious to get us started, and I know his classmates have a lot of love and respect for him and look forward to hearing his message to his peers and to really the entire TMI community. And as a special surprise to our listeners, to our entire community, one of the one things we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking the audio from those senior chapel talks, and I think we'll probably start airing them on maybe a, a Sunday or a Monday, but we'll package a few of them together because they're typically around 10 minutes, 10 minutes long, and so we're going to take those senior chapel talks, we're going to package them together, we're going to release them to you on the podcast so that all of you can be sharing in that part of the community and hearing the really inspiration talk, inspirational talks that our students give. So let's go ahead and switch lanes a little bit here and let's talk about sports. School is underway, academics is underway, sports are underway, our student athletes are already hard at work, they're practicing and they're even competing. So tell me about the cross country team. Yes, yeah, so our cross-country team competed last week in the Comfort ISD uh, end-of-summer meet. They had, that was on Saturday of last week. We had um, several of our um, upper school athletes finish in the top 20 in that first race of the season, so we're really, really proud of our entire cross-country team. Andres, Victor, Jack, and Raven all placed in the top 20. A great start to that year. They've been running hard all summer and um, showed in their work at Comfort last weekend. I'm very proud of them. And our volleyball and our football teams are also hard at work and busy. What's coming up this week? They've got a lot on their schedules. So this Thursday, I think this airs on Thursday, August 30th, mm-hmm. that evening at 6 p.m. and at 7 p.m. are two volleyball games, JV and varsity home games here at TMI against New Braunfels Christian Academy. So this is, I believe it's our second home game. We had a home game last night on or on Tuesday night, and so another home game on Thursday night. So would encourage all of you to come out to support our uh, volleyball teams uh, on Thursday night. All your admission TMI Panthers is free thanks to the Panther Community Pride fee. And so we uh, no admission charge for TMI families um, or alumni. So if you're TMI alum or TMI family, come on out at no charge um, to support our girls on Thursday night. Then Friday night, we kick off the football season away this week. We're at St. Gerard High School, but it's here in San Antonio. So mm-hmm. 7.30 p.m. kickoff for Friday night football. The lights of Friday night, our football team has been working really hard as well. I know they've been working all summer and are excited to get on the field and get started. So football Friday, volleyball Thursday, sports are off and running. And as you know, Stephanie, I'm a huge fan of what Mm -hmm. sports brings to a school community and the leadership, teamwork, dedication, all of the life skills that are learned on the field, on the court, and team sports are great preparation um, for our students and a major part of who we are. It is. And when we talk about sports, we can't 
not talk about the Booster Club. And so I just want to throw out a, a call to some volunteers here. I know our Booster Club is looking for both students and parents to get involved. So parents, if you're new or returning and you're looking for a good way to jump in and, and be part of the community, they could use some help after school in the pit stop. And then students, if you just want to maybe be part of the athletic community and get involved, or if you just want to earn some service hours, they could definitely use some help working concessions and the gate for the volleyball games. So if you're interested in either of that, you can reach out to our Booster Club president, Jeff Kale, and just email him at his emails, dr.kale at me.com. So that's dr.kahl at me.com. So let's flood his inbox with volunteers. I think he'd I think he'd appreciate it. <laughs> but speaking of volunteering, they also, the Booster Club is introducing a really neat, it's a new Panther Crew opportunity just for dads. So, Father Scott, you want to tell me what that is all about? Sure. And not to throw dads under the bus, but if you look <laughs> around at who volunteers most on our campus, it's moms. Moms are, the Parent Association is flooded with very dedicated moms. And so we're always looking for opportunities to get dads involved in various volunteer ways on our campus. And what do dads love more? What do football dads especially love more than mm -hmm. having access to the football field? I'm pretty sure that some dads, if they're like me, would just assume put on the headset and get involved <laughs> um, because they're so passionate about sports. So the Panther Crew for Dads is an opportunity for the dads to help set up and take down the really amazing new inflatable spirit tunnel that our players will run through on the football field. And so dads, if you're interested in helping with um, the Panther crew, see Dr. Kale or um, show up at a football game when you see the giant, the giant inflatable Panther head and ask somebody there how you can help get involved with that Panther crew. I know they'd love to have you um, help them out. I hear they're gonna have some pretty cool shirts too. So that sh should be another incentive there. <laughs> Very cool. So we've got, coming up, we have a couple of big events I think we want to highlight that's coming up in the next week or so here. Next week, actually, on Wednesday, is our annual classroom night. So give me a little overview for our new families and maybe even our returning family who have never had the opportunity to make it before. Right, so classroom night is an opportunity for you parents to come and really follow your child's daily schedule. At, starting at 5.30 on the portico of the chapel, you can pick up your child's schedule because I know you don't have it memorized. <laughs> and then at 6 o'clock, we'll gather in All Saints Chapel for just a brief introduction and welcome. And then starting at about 6.10, you will rotate to every period that your child has, and you'll have about 10 minutes with their teacher, just designed to, designed to put a face with the name, hear a little bit about what they're going to be learning this year, um, see the syllabus for the year, and really learn how you can partner with the teacher. Remember, parents, that we belong to each other, and uh, the teacher and the parent really work on the same team to help raise the best um, future, uh, the best leaders that we can raise, and your children um, are loved by our teachers. And so come and meet the teacher, come and hear what's going on in the class, and just live a day in the life of your student so that when you're sitting around the dinner table and they talk about um, how hard it is to go from second period to third period, you have some context <laughs> for that because you'll have walked that. Uh, returning parents, 
Uh, please come back. We'd love to see you too. Normally, we have an amazing turnout of brand new parents who want to, uh, the new families want to meet teachers and see the schedule. Returning parents would encourage you to come as well so that you can see what your child's year looks like. Every year is a little different. So come see the teachers. We have some new faces on campus and, and, and put yourself in, the, in their shoes so that you have a little context for conversation with your child about their day. And another big community event that we have just right around the corner is our annual alumni clay shoot. And this is actually next Friday on September 11th. Tell me a little bit about that and who can come. So this is an event that's put on by the TMI Alumni Association, but it's open to anybody. It's not too late to register. It's at the San Antonio Gun Club. The cool thing about being there, Stephanie, is that mm-hmm. the San Antonio Gun Club literally overlooks the old campus of TMI. And so for our alumni that get to come back and participate in the Sporting Clay Shoot, they're looking back at their old campus. The Water Tower is the only building that's still there from the old main campus uh, of TMI, but they look back with memories of their time on that campus. But all of our families, even if you're not an alum, anyone listening is welcome to uh, to go to our website, to call the advancement office and learn more about the sporting clay shoot, and you can uh, register. It's a it's a fundraiser for the um, for the community. It's not too late. It's open to alumni, parents, students, friends of TMI, yeah, teams of four. It's from noon till five, I believe, and mm-hmm. you can show up and shoot as a team. And more information by calling the advancement office. But it's a lot of fun to shoot a little sporting clay. I know dove season is opening <laughs> for the dove hunters, and it's a good way to get some practice in if that's something you're interested in. Well, and it's funny you mentioned the water tower and looking at the old campus because usually once I'm there, the alumni will see me and I'm there taking photos. And so they'll, I've had a number of them stop me and ask if they'll, they can pose and get that water tower in the background of their picture. So it, Very is, cool. it is fun, a good location, good spot for that. So there's, there's definitely a lot going on on campus, and I promise it is not going to slow down, having, <laughs> having been here and seen this a few times. But I do want to point out there is a way. Our website has everything, so be sure to check our website for all of the events and activities going on. But for those families who really want to be in the know and keep up with everything that TMI is doing, you can actually subscribe to our school chapel, residential life, and the athletic calendars. And so I just want to point that out and let you know that if you go to the on-campus part of our website, log in, go to that resources board, and then scroll down and look for the icon that says subscribe to our calendars, you can get our school calendar directly on your phone or your own personal computer. So just want to throw that out there for our families. So as we get ready to wrap up this episode, let's end with a couple of final thoughts from the headmaster. So Father Scott, tell me what was the highlight moment of the last couple of weeks that's brought some inspiration for you? Well, I love being with the seniors at Mo Ranch, an opportunity to get to know them a little bit better as they step into this year of leadership. So that was a big highlight, um, hanging out with our amazing class of 2019. Really thrilled to spend some time with them. But I think the moment, and maybe it's because it's the freshest one, but I think it'll still be the highlight, is today with Sandra. Watching her um, visit with our students, watching our students connect with her and and share how her story impacted their story. It was a beautiful day for Mm -hmm. our community, and I really loved her presence on our campus and how it impacted our student body. What words of wisdom do you have for the community as we take on another school year? I think about this theme of respect, and we, we'll talk a lot about it, about respecting the dignity of every human being, but 
I think the wisdom I would share with our community today is that don't forget that that respecting yourself is important too. We just went over a, a laundry list of opportunities of things to go to and events to go to, and our students are busy, and our parents are busy, and our families are busy. And, and we got to remember to respect ourselves, to take care of ourselves, to be easy on ourselves, to slow down enough and, and realize that we are not our achievements and we are not our failures. We are human beings. I'm going through this life one time and be easy on yourself, respect yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't do it all, so don't try to do it all. And so learn there's a really powerful word. It's called no, and it's a complete sentence. And so <laughs> be kind to yourself um, as you live into this theme of respect. And f- don't forget that respecting the dignity of every human being starts with respecting yourself. Those are some great final thoughts. So, Father Scott, thank you so much for joining me for another PadreCast episode. We now have two in the books and many more to come. Thanks again for having me, and thanks for starting this initiative. I've enjoyed it and look forward to many more. It has been fun. Well, be sure to listen next week as we bring you our first alumni interview with E.J. Neese. He's the director of lacrosse at Sports Star Athletics and a graduate of the class of 2010. He'll be sharing his journey of how he was able to turn his passion for lacrosse into a career, and he gives us a sneak peek into a few training tools and equipment he's currently developing. Finally, before we go... I have one last surprise. I'm going to leave our listeners with a short clip and words of hope and community from our guest author, Sandra Uiringiman. There's no such thing as like a group of people that are just bad or just good, right? There's good and bad in all of us. But the more we share, the more we try to understand one another, the more we take time to know our neighbors and to know those who perhaps aren't like us and don't sound and look like us, the more understanding that we build. And suddenly you realize that we're not so different. Like even though I'm from a world away, you can still read my story and find common grounds and say, oh, well, we do that too. And just because someone is from a war-torn country does not mean that like, their humanity is, is lost. So I would like to call all of you to examine your own life and the people around you, and perhaps those people that you don't go out of your way to get to know. Because when you look at me and you're like, wow, like her story is amazing, I bet you there are 100 people in San Antonio with amazing stories that you perhaps just you don't know or you didn't get to know them. Um, if you had told me when I was in high school that I would be standing in front of schools and sharing my very, very personal story, I would have probably cried <laughs> because that would have been a very terrifying thought. But um, I've also gotten to see how it builds communities um, I grew, I, when we arrived in America, I thought it was because, I thought people didn't know about Gatsumba because they didn't care. Um, and then the more I started speaking about it, I realized it's just people don't know. And there was a lot that I don't know that I've gotten to learn. So I, I encourage you all to go out into your communities. You don't have to go too far from home to make a difference. Um, you can start just within your own communities. There are probably thousands of Sandras in America 
Um, and a few years ago, I was just a kid longing to be accepted in high school. Um, before all of this author thing, I, I just wanted to belong. So a, if you want to make a difference, make people around you feel like they belong. Thank you. Thank you for listening to TMI's PantherCast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback and show ideas, so leave us a comment, email, or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter using at TMI Episcopal. For more news, ways to connect, and to learn about upcoming events on campus, visit our website at www.tmi-sa.org.